Hello and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. Follow me on Twitter at Robert Owens JD. Can a child be expelled from school for misgendering a classmate? Now you may think you know the answer, but you just might be surprised by the full answer and what it means. And for that reason, please hit and like and subscribe button below to advance this message of information and action. A school district in Ohio recently enacted a policy that allows administrators to expel a student for the crime of misgendering. It would seem odd that a school can force you to call a woman a man, but can't force you to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that legal? Let's see what the Constitution has to say. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution holds, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Regardless of how well known the above would seem, a central Ohio school district has been sued for compelling students to affirm versions of gender theory via the use of preferred pronouns for transgender students in the district. Parents Defending Education, an organization that defends parents' rights in education, is suing the Olentangy Local School District in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio. PDE makes the case that both parents and students are being compelled by the school district to abandon their freedoms of speech and religion, both on school property and off, via the district's code of conduct, which plaintiffs allege compels them to mouth support for the district's preferred viewpoints at all times of the day, whether at school or not. According to a statement from PDE, District policies violate students' First Amendment rights by chilling students' speech rights, compelling students to affirm beliefs about sex and gender that are contrary to their own deeply held beliefs, and violating parents' 14th Amendment rights through the district's efforts to restrict speech off school grounds and in families' homes. PDE also accuses the district of usurping parents' right to raise their own children through its policy regarding transgenderism. The district's other actions send a clear message to students that only one view about gender identity is acceptable. It has pushed parents out of critical gender identity decisions of their children through its use of gender identity support plans for students whose biological gender does not align with their gender identity, which the district uses without the consent of their parents. OLSD has also issued transgender guidelines that instruct teachers and other district officials to hide the student's gender identity and preferred pronouns from the student's parents unless the minor student gives permission otherwise. Of particular interest to plaintiffs are school policies 5517 titled anti-harassment and 5136, which applies to speech found on students' personal devices, such as cell phones, social media, email, or other digital modes of communication. Policy 5136 dares to control student conduct off campus 
by prohibiting the use of personal devices in any way that might reasonably create in the mind of another person an impression of being threatened, humiliated, harassed, embarrassed, or intimidated. It should be noted that constitutional rights are not forfeit because someone is a minor, as in under the age of 18, or because they are in a public school. In 1967, the Supreme Court specifically pointed out that children have constitutional rights. Neither the 14th Amendment nor the Bill of Rights is for adults alone, it said. In 1943, the Supreme Court addressed forced speech of children in public schools. In West Virginia versus Barnett, the state of West Virginia, along with many other areas, sought to require all students to pledge allegiance to the United States. Jehovah's Witnesses, in particular, said that they wished not to do so because it violated their free exercise rights. They viewed it as a violation of their beliefs. There's a prohibition about worshiping graven images, and they regarded this as requiring them to violate their faith in that respect. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld such a provision in 1940 in a decision called Minersville School District versus Gobitz. But in 1943, the Supreme Court invalidated these sorts of measures. As viewers of this channel may already be aware from previous Constitution Corner episodes, lower courts have ruled on the misgendering issue as applied to educational settings already. In Merriweather versus Hardtop, the Sixth Circuit held that a gender identity policy requiring a university professor to affirm a student's gender identity, even if inconsistent with their biological sex, violated the professor's First Amendment rights. The opinion held pronouns can and do convey a powerful message implicating a sensitive topic of public concern. And by requiring a person to use a preferred pronoun, the school is compelling a person to communicate a message that people can have a gender identity inconsistent with their sex at birth. Policy that compelled speech on such a pivotal issue is viewpoint-based and violates the First Amendment. The answer seems pretty easy, right? Well, of course it is. But ease of understanding is not the relevant issue. Neither is lawfulness. And this is not an accident. What we have here is enemy action. Deliberate enemy action. Now, before we describe the who and the what with regard to insane public school administrators and their policies, let's first address the why, as in, why are globalist masters doing this? The bottom line explanation is this. In order to bring America fully to its knees, the globalist oligarchs must first completely disassociate the people's general ethos from the rule of law. In 1849, a brilliant French philosopher named Frederick Bastiat laid out the blueprint for how to either build or destroy a law-based society. When law and morality contradict each other, the citizen has the cruel alternative of either losing his moral sense or losing his respect for the law. Either of these outcomes are perfectly acceptable to the globalist. This is the truth we must understand. But more importantly, here is the action plan. 
The school boards and the public school administrators are actively working on destroying children in their care. There is no redeeming value in leaving them there for any reason. It is time to get them out. And if you leave your child in public school one moment longer, please understand that it's not their fault anymore. Obviously, there needs to be an alternative. Fortunately, there is. The John Birch Society has the Freedom Project Academy, an award-winning and fully accredited K-12 educational program. This classical education curriculum can be delivered either in a homeschool setting or in a very traditional drop-off and pick-up setting by utilizing our local partnership programs. Satan is a destroyer of children, and he is currently rampaging through America, devouring our youth. If you want to be part of the kingdom's army that stops Satan's rampage, join with me today at the John Birch Society. You can start at jbs.org. Don't just know your constitution, live it.